All right. Hello and welcome, Zista family. This is giving you something to talk about or just a live TV, as I like to call it. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler. I'm an identity coach, spiritual teacher, business mentor, and creator and founder of not only Just a Live TV, but also the Women Supporting Women Can Network. Today, we're going to be talking to you about living a do as I say, not as I do life and how that negatively impacts our everyday lives. And it really, really does. So if you were ever a child who heard your parents say, do as I do, not as I say, how is that shaping your life today? Uh, so we're gonna be getting into that. Our sponsor for today is none other, none other than a Phoenix Identity, who is offering you the opportunity to figure out how to walk your own talk. Um, and that goes hand in hand with what we're sharing today is being able to walk your own, walk your own talk, right? It's easy for us to talk the talk, but when it comes to walking the actual walk, it's a little bit different. So go and check them out. They're offering you a clarity session. Regular price is $149. Go use the coupon code clarity one and get it for $97. You can find that link in the description. If you would like to connect with either myself or my co-host today, you can find both of our links in the description of this video, as well if, as if you would like to be a guest speaker, or if you'd like a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us at justalivetv.com. You can follow us across our many social media platforms. And I'm now going to hand it over to our guest for today, Pascal Lane. Thank you very much, Melissa. Um, so yes, yeah, so my name is Pascal. I'm a relationship and confidence coach based in London. And um, I'm just a really, really big believer and passionate, passionate believer that we are in, in our adult life, just such a product of um, our foundations, which is our early years experience and our, our family life um, and how we kind of witnessed family life growing up um, and what we bring into our own family. And um, as we're going to get on to later, uh, I'm sure, Melissa, you know, what we then end up teaching our own children about family life and relationships and, you know, kind of confidence, self-image and uh, everything that goes with it. So, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds great. So I'm going to jump right in and I'm going to share something that I've shared on, on quite a few episodes and I'm going to share it again because I always do, is that how many times do we say to our children, um, we don't talk to them about the finances, we don't talk to them about um, relationships, we don't talk, we talk about what we find important that they need to learn, right? But if we're having a hard day, if we're struggling financially, if we're struggling in any aspect of our lives, we don't tend to talk to our children about that. And instead, we tell them what to do. We teach them what to do and say, do as you're told, do it because I'm telling you to. That's the rules, follow through. I'm a mother of four, right? Obviously, we do do, you know, I drink Pepsi 24-7. I'm a smoker. So of course I have the do as I say, not as I do. Now, if they choose to do it when they're adults, totally different. I can't control that. I'm obviously not being a good role model in those two areas, but still it is right. I'm teaching them that, you know, it's, it's okay to do what I do for me, but it's not okay for you to do it. And I think as kids, as we grow up, that sticks, right? That mentality sticks. Do as I say, not as I do. Um, I can teach you, but I can't teach myself. Even as an identity coach, I always have said, you know, it's easier to help others than it is to help me. And the reason is, is because we're emotionally invested in the outcome. That's the difference is we're emotionally invested in the outcome of our own situation. So it's easier to tell people what to do or help people figure out what they're supposed to do, but maybe we don't take our own advice. And so that's the first part I wanted to talk about is how that is such a huge double standard. It's okay for me, but it's not okay for you. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. And I, 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 I talk about that a lot as well. Um, coming at it from a, so, you know, I'm a relationship and confidence coach. So I come up from a relationship and confidence angle. And I believe that your confidence 
kind of sets the benchmark for everything that you do in life. But when we are, you know, like the way that we talk to our husbands, our partners, our, our wives, the way that we talk to our children, the way that we talk to our friends, our colleagues, um, the lady in the supermarket, the man at the garage, like whatever, like the way that we do all of that is, is what we are modeling to our children about how to, how to respect other people, how to communicate effectively, how to have difficult conversations, how to express love and admiration and all of those things. And we, we have so many, like we have, we have so many expectations. And I say we, like the royal we, have so many expectations of kids around how they should behave at school, how they should behave in, in society, what they should be doing, and um, that they should be compassionate, that they should be self-motivated, that they should speak up when they, you know, all of these things that we expect them to do, or we kind of, we, 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 we teach them to do. But are we doing all of those things ourselves? Are we, are we modeling these excellent communication skills with our partner? Are we, are we, um, are we exercising good um, compassion, empathy, motivation? Um, do we talk to ourselves? I mean, you, you'll relate to this as a mother, I'm sure. You know, do they, do, do, are our children learning good body image? And that, that, you know, that we love our lumps and bumps or do they do they see the look that we give ourselves when we look in the mirror and something doesn't fit right? You know, all of these yeah. kind of things. So exactly everything that you you were saying, but but also all of the other stuff, because like life is one huge lesson for all of us. So how you know how how I talk to my husband um, in, in, in a nice way, but how I also talk to him when we're not in a when we're not in a good place right when we're disagreeing with something or if i'm tired and i'm irritable or what have you that's what that's what they're learning so we have to be constantly checking ourselves to make sure that we are giving them as best like we are not mary poppins i don't believe that like any like we, we, this isn't about perfection this isn't about like getting everything spot on all of the time but also i suppose being accountable for that at the same time when we when we're not when we're not doing it yep being human beings uh one of our viewers said i think i'm a bit unique because i grew up with so much chaos in my early life that i tend to some consider over communicate with my children what is going on in our family the one thing that i don't do is lie to my kids or mislead them in any way and that's great um i'll give you an example of my own from today so i i today i woke up and i was feeling really down and I did a, a video about it and I will be sharing that soon, but I did a video about it and it was, I, I got up and I was feeling a certain way. And I know that the way I thought I was feeling was internal. I could, in, I could externalize it. I could get mad at everybody else. I could take it out on everybody else to make it everybody else's problem, but I'm not like that. I have a different mentality. One of the things I teach, and I'm assuming you do as well, Pascal, is it's not their fault that I'm feeling this way. Right. So I yeah. got up, I was yeah. making my my youngest daughter who's eight. I was making her a bagel and she says, mom, aren't you having a bagel too? And I said, no. And she goes, why are you sick? And I said, no, I'm, I'm unhappy this morning. I'm, I'm feeling sad this morning. And she goes, are you okay? And I said, yeah, I'll be fine. I said, I just have to work through it and, and process what it means for me. And then I'll be okay. Right. And I have had parents tell me they don't cry in front of their children. I have parents like my own family. You never ask somebody their age. You never ask about finances. You never discuss finances. And I'm like, how are they supposed All to learn that? Rules. I'm very, <laughs> very open and honest with my children, with my husband. You know, if I'm, I take accountability for myself, just like you were saying, if I'm having a bad day and I'm trigger happy because I get trigger happy. Um, I tend, I will walk up to my family or whoever walks up to me and I'll say, listen, I am not in a good mood to converse with you right now. I don't want to say or do anything that's going to hurt you, but I am getting to that point where that's what's going to happen. If I don't put myself on a timer, 
It said, so you need to respect that it's time for me to calm down and then I'll talk with you, right? I'll let you know when I'm, when I'm available and they'll leave me alone. They'll give me that space, right? But it's that communication, right? Now, I could be the do as I say, not as I do. And if my daughter, who's 12, going on 13, if she walks up to me and she gives me attitude, I could instantly react, instantly react and tell her, how dare you give me attitude, respect your elders, you, you know, calm your shit down or whatever, pardon my language. Um, but instead I say, and, and she can tell that I get frustrated. Like I said, I'm kind of trigger happy. <laughs> I'm good at control. So she walks in the house one day and I'm on my way out to have a cigarette. She's, I can see her, she's pissy. Like I could see her getting off the bus. She was in a bad mood. I went for, I was on my way for a cigarette. So I went and had my cigarette came back in. She goes, I'm not happy with you. And I said, Oh, wh what did I do? She goes, you could have said hi. I said, one, you're in a bad mood. I was already on my way out the door for a cigarette because I don't smoke in my house. I said, you know, I came in and I said, hi, as soon as I came in the house. I said, first of all, I understand that you're in a bad mood. I understand that. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're in a bad mood, you're in a bad mood. And I am here and available for you to talk. I said, but I'm not the creator of your bad mood. So I don't deserve you putting that bad mood onto me. I said, when you calm yourself down and you'd like to speak with me, I am here and I'm available, but you need to put yourself on a timeout until that time. You need to figure out whatever it is. And I've taught them. They have to figure out whatever it is that calms their emotions down, whatever that looks like. And then we can talk. So it is very much, I, if, if I expect them to respect me and my needs, I need to respect their needs. And that's a huge thing is in the do yeah. as I say, and that goes for any type of relationship, even the one yeah. with yourself. You have to respect. Course, especially the one mm -hmm. with yourself. Absolutely. But it, but it is about being like, yeah, you're, 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 you're absolutely right. Because we're, we, you know, we, we can't um, underestimate that because we are in this line of work that we have an, a huge advantage about having that kind of like self-awareness and that ability to kind of catch ourselves. Um, but it is about, it is about being able to go, wow, hang on a minute, there's something going on here for you and there's something going on here for me and being able to have that open, that open dialogue and actually being able to keep calm about it or whatever, you know, like what, what, whatever the mood is going on. But I do think there is also there's also a, a line like the lady was referred, I presume it was a lady. I don't know whether I should have made that. I think, yeah, I think you said it was a lady that wrote about um, kind of like oversharing. There's, there's, there's a line, isn't there, where we know what is um, like, it's really good to be open. Like our, I think, and our generation is really good at this as, as well, being kind of like much more in touch with our emotions, being able to talk about emotions much more and express them, but it has to be, we also have to take into account the age of the child that we are speaking to and keeping it at a level where, because what we don't want is our children to be um, responsible for our emotions. We can be responsible like to help them with their emotions because that's our job as parents and as adults. But I suppose if it tips the other way in, in the reverse role, where they then become the ones that have to look after us, um, because we haven't we haven't got that balance and it is a difficult balance because children mature at very different ages and so you're 12 you, you've got four children right they're all going to be at the age of 10 let's keep it simple they're all going to be of completely different levels of maturity and awareness so you have to kind of pitch it right yeah give them give them autonomy um, let them know what's going on in the world. Let them know what's going on within the wider family if there's something going on, but at a, at a, at a level that is age appropriate. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Like my oldest, so my children are this year, they're 8, 13, 18, and 20. So I have quite the range. 
but the things that I'll discuss with the 20 year old, right, may not be the exact same things I'll discuss with the 12 year old or the 13 year old and the eight year old, right? It's not just the discussion, it's the way that you say it. I can have the same discussion with all four of my children, but depending on their own unique identity and their stage of maturity, their stage of awareness, I have to word it a certain way. Now, that comes with another level of awareness. That, that is another level of awareness. But for everyday people, right, even my husband, everyday people, it's knowing that, number one, our emotional well-being is nobody else's responsibility but our own. And that is a, that is a misconception people do not hold on to. My daughter's emotional health and well-being is not my responsibility. I do not control what triggers her emotional responses. Just like if somebody says something to me, if the intention is there, right? If somebody is intentionally going to hurt me, I have to know whether they're doing it intentionally before I react, right? Before I respond. I need to know whether the intention is, is that outcome. A lot of the time, our disagreements, our do as I say, not as I do, our emotional health and well-being, we tie it into, you know, you did this and it made me feel this way. No, I feel this way in response to you doing that. That's on me. It's not on you that I, that I feel this way. And that is a huge communication barrier between adults, between children. We expect... And I'm gonna, I was segueing out of there, so I apologize. But um, we expect our children to do, do as we say, not as we do, right? But we're the ones teaching them. And we forget yeah. that our children are not us. They don't have the same experiences. They don't have the same triggers. They don't have the same emotional reaction as we do to a different situation because they're a different generation. They're unique individuals, right? So a lot of the time we tell them, we'll do it this way or do it that way. They're going to do it their way. Regardless of what we say or do, they're going to do it their way. We have to be there to support and acknowledge that, hey, I'm here for you, but you need to learn your consequences. You need to learn that your action has a cause and effect. Um, we have another comment. Agreed. I keep the information at a level the children understand, depending on their age of development. When I say overshare, my grandmother questioned why I explained to my kids what is going on, moving, changing schools. I have noticed that older generations are of the mind that children are just there and not and are not to have things explained to them. Yes, exactly. They're yeah, yeah. Yeah. My my so. grandparents and my parents' generation was absolutely about that. And it's not, you know, if 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 you're stressed out at relationships, even um, no matter the the type of relationship, if you're in a relationship with anybody, whether it be family or friends or even a partner, if you're stressed out, those people love you. They're going to have an empath connection to your emotion, right? They're going to feel whether or not you were emotional, whether you're upset, whether you're hiding something. Children and partners, well, and even friends, right? You look at social media. If, we, if I posted on social media today going, um, I'm struggling with this, how many people are going to go, is it me? Did I do something? What did I do wrong? Yeah. Is this about me? Yeah. Our children do that. Our partners do that. It's a lack of communication, Right. And that's, again, the do as I say, not as I do. It's, it's okay for me to bottle it all up, but not them. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. I, I, I'd, I'd be interested to know what your, um, what your commenter is meaning about oversharing. Because in, in that example, that didn't feel like oversharing. I mean, my nine-year-old... Um, my nine-year-old is very empathic. And we are very, very in tune with each other. Um, and I talk to her about, I mean, again, age appropriately, obviously. I mean, I, I think I talk to her about pretty much everything, to be honest with you, um, at, at a level that she can understand and not overburdening her. But, but she, because she gets it, like she's so in tune with me. So when, when she was 10 months old, um, I really suddenly lost my dad. And um, the three of us had, a, had an incredibly close bond. He, he lived very close to us. Um, and so 
you know, at, at that at that at that point, at that point of grief, that that point of like unbelievable grief, um, it was very difficult to do that whole like, am I supposed to cry in front of her? Like, if I break down, like suddenly, am I supposed to like walk out of the room with like, uh, you know? And we, I don't know whether it was because of that or not. I kind of think that our bond is a little bit special because she she um, was such a huge part of my grieving process, such a huge part of that time of my life. But we're just incredibly in tune and she she can read me like all of our children can read us like a book, but some more so than others. And Amelie can really, really read me. So she knows when something's going on. I, I, I have it would be wrong of me to just dismiss her as well. She's only nine. She you know, she doesn't need to know like she does need to know because she already knows. So if I don't tell her what's going on. She's just going to fill in the gaps by herself and come up with something like either ridiculous or just something like completely wrong. So, um, but also it's about teaching it, you know, it's, it is do as I, um, it, it is do as I, it's the same example of do as I do not as I um, say, whichever way around that is, because when I'm, you know, I can remember having a conversation with her years ago about um, finding something in a playground she'd found this thing it was a toy she really wanted it she must have been about four at the time maybe even younger and um she really really wanted to take it home and I said look darling if if you had left this in the park and then you came back an hour later to find it and it had gone like how would that make you feel um and she remembers that she remembers that conversation all the way up to now um, and that's just the like the most basic way of kind of getting a child to understand empathy like how would you feel if that ha- if that situation happened to you and she applies that to absolutely everything so we can have these conversations we, we can do these conversations if I was moving um, moving place moving schools moving whatever she would absolutely have to be a part of that conversation I wouldn't be able to just spring that on her and just say oh, it's for your own good, like the reasons don't matter. And that, that, that blows my mind, <laughs> you know? But that, is, but that is part of the older generation, right? The older generation yeah. is very much, yeah. I'm in control. And that's, we were talking about that in the, in the pre-screening was the domineering, right? Um, there are a lot of people in relationships now or even positions of power who will say this is my way or the highway it has to be this way or nothing or this is what I expect this is what I'm going to get that's very toxic thinking right it is a very toxic behavior and you know excuse me putting those expectations on your children on your friends on your family on your partner employees, employers, those kind of expectations are absolutely toxic, right? There needs to be better communication and better awareness of not everybody's going to do things the same way. Um, Again, the video I I did this morning was about my own feelings. And if I sit there and I say, if, if I don't say something, if I need something from somebody, right? If I need something from somebody, and I know that it's something that I need that's going to help my emotional health and well-being. If I don't say anything, I can't get mad at them for not providing that to me. No. Because one, they're not a mind breeder. Two, I'm putting my expectation on somebody else who has no effing clue what I need or want. And yeah, there's there's that level right and that can be again another way if you expect something from somebody else so my my youngest right now is is slightly in a hitting age and she went and started hitting her her brother the other day and I said number one if you're going to hit you better expect to be hit back it goes both ways you cannot hit somebody and not expect them to do it back to you not saying that violence is wrong but at the same time, she needs to understand that that is a possibility. And she just, she can't just get away with it because she's a girl. Um, and then on the other hand, she's doing that. And I hear her brother laughing. And I walked up to him and I said, 
you understand that you encouraging her to behave this way is getting her in trouble. And he's like, oh crap. <laughs> and he stopped, right? Because it's, he, he didn't realize that it's okay for him to do it, right? It's okay for him to go to her, but he's not the one getting in trouble, right? Do as I say, not as I do. It's okay for, for me to say to do it, but you're, I'm not the one getting yeah. in trouble. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's exactly the same with um, adult relationships. Just, I've just been talking about this in a workshop, talking about adult relationships and communication. And, you know, we can have, we can, we can have feelings, we can have emotions, we can have disagreements. But if we're not sharing, if we're not sharing our, our emotions, if we're just expecting our partner or our children or whoever else to just know how we're thinking or feeling, um, you, you can't possibly resolve it, right? So if, 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 we're having a, a conversation, my husband and I are, are disagreeing about something. We really, really need to get to the root of why I'm feeling. It's not just good, good enough for me just saying, well, I think this. And so that, that's just like, that's the end of the conversation. It's like, I think this because this is, this is why I feel it. This is why it's so important to me. These are emotions that are coming up in me. And maybe those emotions aren't justified, but those emotions are real to me. Um, you know, this is like, this is just an imaginary conversation, but this is, this is how it goes. And exactly the same for our children. So I can't, I can't, we, we are not going to be able to resolve our misunderstanding until we're absolutely clear about the whys. I'm always, I'm big on the whys at the moment. I think my why must be the word for the month at the moment. Why do you feel like that? Why are you um, responding like that why are those feelings coming up like what why is it because when I understand the whys of something then we we get to do we get to do things differently we get to change when you were explaining to your son that actually you laughing like that is actually encouraging her behavior and that is getting her into trouble you've given him a whole new a whole new perspective now which is like oh right okay I thought she was just being a being an idiot and like hitting me and what have you and I was just laughing at her because she was getting angry and it was funny but actually now I realize my the consequences of my behavior and the impact that's having I now get to make a different choice right and so that's what we all get to do um, all along the ways which comes back to like whether or not you're oversharing uh, if you're explaining stuff to your kids or, or, or whatever the behavior or the action is when we understand what's underneath that then um we get to we get to understand it differently that's really important to me yeah absolutely that's like right now i have the same show a <laughs> different episode every day monday to friday same time monday to friday 2 p.m to 3 p.m since standard time we do the show and i don't know if you can hear it but my youngest daughter is across the hall she's home sick today she doesn't doesn't knock on the door once Unless it's an emergency, she stays out there. Now, my oldest daughter is at school today. And for the last two weeks, it's been message every day. She's been messaging me between two and three every day. And I, I could absolutely fly off the handle because I told her not to do it, right? I told her not to do it. And so now when she comes home at three, <laughs> Because she comes home literally at 3.15. So I don't know why she can't wait 15 minutes. But um, when she comes home today, I'll sit her down and teach her that, you know, if you're at school, I'm not messaging you while you're at school, right? If you're having a phone conversation with your friend, even at home, I'm not constantly interrupting. It is a mutual respect, Right. And as children, again, our children want to be respected. They want to be respected, accepted. Our partners want to be respected and accepted. Never mind any of that. We want to be respected and accepted. And we need to mirror that. We need to show them that. You can't expect anybody else to respect and accept you if you aren't going to accept and respect other people. I we did one on the feminist movement uh, or feminism. We did an episode 
And it's become all about domination, right? And my question to everybody watching and everybody catching this replay is you expect to be treated a certain way, right? Let's say you expect to be treated with respect, right? And let's say you have a person who disrespects you constantly, right? And then all of a sudden, you become the powerful one, right? Because you're giving them your power by allowing them to disrespect you. And I'm not, that's not a victim shaming or blame or guilt or anything, but we do give away our power and enable people to disrespect us. Now, the, let's say the roles have reversed and flipped. Now you're in a position of power, right? You know what it feels like to be belittled, disrespected, unloved, all of this. And then are you better or are you worse than the person who is doing it to you if you do it back to them? You're worse because you know how it feels, right? Yeah. As our generation, you know, 20s to 30s, 20s to 40s, 20s to 50s even, we were told, do as I say, not as I do. What did we learn from that? We learned to shut up, keep our mouths quiet and do as we're told and to become sheeple. And I fight the sheeple. I, I fight against people becoming sheeple. We are not meant to all be sheep flocking the same way in the same direction, saying the same thing. We're not all supposed to be going bah while we're walking down the street. That's not what we're meant for. We have voices, we have thoughts, we have, we're all unique individuals and telling our children, telling our partners, this is how it has to be. There's no compromise, there's no give, there's no compassion. You are not thinking about the other person in your life that deserves your attention. Are you better or are you worse? Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um yeah, it's 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 so interesting because we are I think we're at a really privileged age at the moment where we're seeing so much diversity coming into society. Um and it I would like to say largely being accepted. I don't think it's largely accepted, but I mean it we're at the beginning stages of it. Um so no we don't want our children to be sheep we don't want to be sheep but there's also we we can't we, we've also got that fine line haven't we where if we're if, ever, if anybody is kind of too far out of the margins either way then they're labeled one way or another as well but um but yeah i mean i think i think again it comes back to me to, to understanding the reasons underneath it and really kind of exploring the, the whys, because when we understand the whys, it's like conformity is such a dull thing. Like I hate conformity. And there are so many opportunities to kind of break the norm, but there are also certain situations where you do have to conform. But there it's about having, it's about having that conversation, having that dialogue about why, why, why we do the things that we do. And, and again, I'm back to kind of like consequences again. What are the consequences if we do it like this? Like what are the consequences if we choose not to do this? Like my daughter didn't want to do her homework the other day. Um, and I'm, I'm kind of like, you make your own decisions. Like you really do, you really are mature enough to make that decision. If you don't want to do your homework, that is absolutely fine. But understand that there will very likely be consequences for that. And you will have to take them. Like you will have to accept that as a natural part of not doing your homework. So like, that's, that's your choice. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to take away your dinner and say you can't eat your dinner until you've done your homework. Like if you're if you're actively making that choice, then go for it. <laughs> yeah. And that's is it necessary? Is it necessary? Yeah. Right. That's teaching responsibility, but not just an individuality. Right. If you if you tell a child, OK, well, you don't have to eat your dinner, but you're not eating anything else. There's a choice. Right. Now I make, I will make my children something different, or I will tell them to make themselves something different. If I know they absolutely don't like what I'm making. Chili, you can 
guarantee that both my daughters aren't eating. <laughs> They're not going to eat it. But it's it's working with them, right? Um, I'm just reading a comment. We have all been brainwashed because the education systems have failed to provide the truth of what freedom of speech and thoughts truly are, and it is normal to agree to disagree. Absolutely. Not disagreeing with that. That is a whole nother topic, and we are getting to that topic. It is actually coming up next month, so um, <laughs> wait for that episode. Um, <laughs> the thing, I wanted to touch on a couple things that you had mentioned, and that was um, the labels, right? You talk about either way, if we go too far out of the norm, we're labeled. The funny thing is, is that we're only labeled if we choose to, we pick our own labels, right? Um, anybody can come up to me off the street and say, or even on the show and say whatever they want about me. I get to choose whether it's a label that I accept or I don't accept, right? I get to choose our, our roles and our labels, our roles, titles, and labels are what I call them, are I'm a wife. That's not who I am. It's a, it's a role that I have, but it's not who I am. I'm a mother. It's again, a role that I hold, but it's not who I am. Labels are just that labels, right? And we get to pick and choose which ones we bring into our sphere, whether we like them or don't like them, right? Um, your thoughts about your self-worth, your so thoughts about who you are, your thoughts about, you know, what your kids should and shouldn't know, what your partner should and shouldn't do are unique to you, right? So I like to go outside the norm. I, I'm a very outside the box thinker. I like to do things differently. I like to be unique and creative. But the outside world, all of my viewers, as much as I want to show you love and as much as I want to embrace you and, and help you grow, not all of you are going to like what I have to say. And I'm okay with that. I am a firm believer in agree to disagree because not everybody is going to think like me. Not everybody is going to agree with me. But for those who do or don't, if you judge me, that's on you. That's not on me, right? And I think that, you know, those labels go hand in hand with that is we are only labeled by the things we choose to agree with, right? Um, go ahead. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, my, I, my, my, my brain's kind of doing 10 to the dozen there because I, I, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I think also that comes, like I can't um, disconnect that from self-esteem. And if you, to, to say, for one to say, um, your labels, your opinions of me don't matter um, is great, but that takes a, that takes a level of self-confidence for one to not care about what other people think about them and the labels that they put on them. Okay. So, so yes, I, I agree. But on the other hand, if you don't have that self-belief and that self-esteem, then those labels that others say about you are going to really affect you. Yeah, no, absolutely. And they do, right? But you get to choose how long, right? Um, anything that anybody says to you will instantly trigger that response. It will, or reaction, right? Because your emotions are a reaction. They're not actually a logical response. They're a reaction to a belief. So if you have ever been insecure, if you've ever had a lack of confidence, that will absolutely hit your, hit, hit that trigger, right? The difference is, and let me, let me ask you this, right? So for those of you who aren't, who don't have that level of self-esteem, right? If somebody comes up to me and says, hey, Melissa, you're a bitch. I'm going to be like, right on. I've, I have no problem with that, right? Like I'm, I'm totally good with that. You can call me just about every name under the sun and I'm just like, I don't even care, right? That's unconditional self-love. There are things that I don't like about myself but I unconditionally love myself and I am confident in my identity as who I am, right? That is a whole nother love. But if somebody walked up to my daughter, right? And said that to me about my daughter, instant trigger, instant trigger, right? 
Now, if you sit in a room and you have somebody at the front of the room, and let's say that somebody is your child, right? You unconditionally love that child. There is not a single person who can say anything about that child that's going to change your mind. You will unconditionally love that child. If that child is rude to you, if they're crude, if they don't listen, if they're disrespectful, you are still utterly going to love that child. That is unconditional love, right? Yeah. We have the level of unconditional love to put on our children, but not on ourselves, which yeah. does not logically does not make sense. That is our inability to do as I say and not as I do. That is the, yeah. that is the ultimate, ultimate example of that. You will have, you know, if you're with a partner and everybody in your head is their cheater, they're lying, they're this, they're that. If you unconditionally love that person, nothing is going to change how you feel about that person other than their own actions and your own responses, Right. When we unconditionally love ourselves, we put that onto other people. We unconditionally love other people. I might not agree with other people. Doesn't mean I don't respect and, and honor them for where they're at. I don't have to agree. I'm confident in who I am. That doesn't make me conceited. It doesn't make me, you know, overly confident or it's, it's a different mentality, right? It, when I can sit here and go, you can call me absolutely every name under the sun. Yeah, it's going to chip. I'm not going to say it's not going to chip. Obviously, we are emotional human beings. It's going to chip. But it's not going to change how I feel about myself. Just like you can't change how I feel about my children. Yeah. But how many, how many people do you think have that level of unconditional self-love? Not a lot. And that's society's problem. That is not... Yeah. everybody has the capability of learning how to love themselves that unconditionally. I, that's literally one of the things I teach is how to love yourself unconditionally, no matter what the problem is, is society has taught us. They've brainwashed us exactly like uh, one of our viewers said, we have been brainwashed and it's not, it's conformity, right? I'm a nonconformist. I don't care what you say the rules are. I don't have to conform to that. Do I have moral standards? Absolutely. They fit me. Do I have legal standards? Absolutely. I don't want to go to jail. But at the same time, it's not going to be the same as everybody else. And I can stand comfortable in those. It's finding out who you are. It's finding out what your passions are, what you like, what you dislike, and recalibrating that conditioning, right? We grow up and society tells us you have to fit in this box. We're going to label you. It's like um, the Divergent series. What is it called? Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Anyway, if anybody has watched the Divergent series uh, with Trish or Tris, sorry, and Four, uh, very interesting love story. But um, sh you had a section. You were born into a section. And every year... When you reached a certain age, you would be tested on what section you fit into. And then you would have to go and move into that section. You would have to live those sections rules and become basically a slave to that section. She wasn't, she was all of them. And she unconditionally loved herself and was confident in who she was. And there were others like her who saw her and said, that's me. That's what I want to be like. That's what I yearn to be. And it created a movement. Society has made us all attack each other and label each other. And again, it is a lot of the do as I say and not as I do. Society as a, as a whole is in that conditioning where you're not good enough unless I say you're good enough. You're not accepted unless I say you're accepted cancel culture, positivity movement. We have created so many different aspects of the world or of society where if you don't fit into this box or this bubble, you're not okay, right? It's like the LBGTQ community. I saw a video where um, a transgender man had said, 
or transgender woman, my apologies, had said, you know, you told me I couldn't be feminine because I was a male and that I needed to dress like a female and become a female in order to act like a female. Now that I am doing that, I'm still not good enough. You told me to do that, right? And it's their, their society is filled with standards and regulations and rules that are do as I say, not as I do. And we've all just conformed to it. I talk about negativity because negativity is the catalyst to positive growth. You don't know to change your life if you're not unhappy with where it is. Yeah. Right? If you're not happy with yourself, you don't know to say, hey, I'm stronger than that. I'm smarter. I'm beautiful. And start to love yourself. That's what the change creates. But positivity movement said, no, no, you can't do any negativity. That's not okay. Yet now we have people who are emotionally stunted and don't know how to handle negativity because they've never processed. Yeah. I say not as I do, right? It's, there's so many different aspects of that phrase. So many different aspects. I, I expressed yeah. <laughs> it. Yeah, so no, no, no. I mean, it, 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 it's like you say, like it, 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 it's so, um, it's so far reaching. There are so many examples to talk about of how, um, and, and it, it's, it, I'm, I'm sitting here smiling because uh, I was having this conversation with, um, with, with my daughter about um, transgender. Uh, again, like another... <laughs> another conversation where it's just like uh I know that we need to be talking about this she'd ask we've got um where I live in London we have um a a road crossing that is the transgender flag so the the pale blue pink and white um and she was asking me what it what it meant so I was just like well we'll we'll talk about it she said is it the same as the as the, the pride one and I said no so we were talking about gay pride and um, you know homosexuality and then we're talking about like transgender and what it means and what have you um, and it was a wonderful conversation to have with her because um, I was just like kind of like thinking to myself like obviously like obviously it's incredibly complicated and I wouldn't for a minute want to think that I'm in any way educated um, enough on all of the um, the emotional aspect that goes into what it must feel like and like how unbelievably like what a hard decision what a hard life and what a hard decision you like to go through the transition um that 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 that's that's not beyond my depth in terms of it's just like I haven't experienced that so I, I have to be fair and balanced to that but what a wonderful conversation to be able to have with her on our way to brownies to be sharing with her um, that level of diversity in a way that, you know, we would never have been spoken to when we were growing up, mostly because it wasn't a thing, right? Or if it was a thing, it was it was dirty in some way. It's something that we just wouldn't have wouldn't have been spoken about. But now that we can kind of talk about it and just say like and celebrate it and like, yeah, isn't it great that like if this is something that you want to do, that you have the free choice to do it. Um, and again, like bloody hell, I'm sounding like such a broken record today, but coming back to the why and coming back to the emotions underneath it and, 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 and the explaining, because actually, if we just, we can sum this up, Melissa, uh, probably, maybe not, but we could probably sum this up quite easily, just saying, if we just actually just took the time to just explain to our children, explain to our partners, explain to our, our loved ones and teachers and what have you why why we want to do this that this this is this is my thinking behind it this is my feeling behind it this is the angle I'm coming from and this is why I feel so strongly about it god wouldn't like how different would would life be if we just actually all just explained where we were all coming from a little bit more yeah. <laughs> like it's just like it's so simple why don't we do that <laughs> I 100% agree and that's pre that's that's the difference between preaching and teaching right yeah I always tell my husband my husband's a preacher not literally not in the in the religious sense 
but my husband will preach to our daughters and he will tell them instead of explaining a situation, he will tell them just do it where I sit there and I'm like, this is why this is, this is how, this is when, like I go through the motions of, of teaching them so that they understand and know, right. And that they can base their own decision and maybe get a little bit of more insight on why not to do it or why they should do it. Right. Um, but not only that is, oh, I can't remember where I was going with that. It, if, if we all, oh, and not putting, I wanted to add to that, explaining our why and explaining how we feel, explaining why we need certain things, explaining our why and, and the because behind things in a way that doesn't put it on the other person, right? When, when you put something, when you're explaining how you feel, a lot of the times people will take it upon themselves and they'll internalize and go, this is all my fault and you're blaming me. And it's no, I feel the way I feel because of me. Yes, that triggered it, but it's not an intention. You didn't intentionally mean to hurt my feelings. You didn't intentionally mean to make me feel like, you know, I wasn't visible, whatever that looks like, right? There's the intention behind it. And that's the because, that's the why, right? Our emotions are completely and utterly based on our own mindset, our own triggers. Our triggers are the beliefs that say, oh, this word, this phrase, this action, or this event is going to trigger this emotion. That's where the emotion comes from. That's literally it. Yeah. Anyway, we are on crunch time here. So I'm going to quickly uh end this end this here uh, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go uh, uh no 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 that's good i think we've covered we've covered everything <laughs> <laughs> that we have um if anybody else would like to uh reach out to either myself or pascal and i hope i said your name properly i usually ask at yes, the yes 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 so you um, you can do so by checking us out. Link in the description. Our sponsor today is none other than a Phoenix Identity. It just happens to be my company. And if you want to learn how to find your own self-love and that unconditional love within yourself, your confidence, your empowerment, reach out and have a clarity session with me. Let's discuss it and see what we can get started on, um, even if it's just the one session. So go and check that out. Link in the description. If you'd like to be a guest of the show, or if you would like to have a topic featured on the show, please reach out to us at justalivetv.com. Join our newsletter at justalivetv.com and find us at justalivetv on majority of the social media networks. So thank you very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I had a Fantastic. Blast. I love this topic. <laughs> All so right. Great. Well, just a family, thank you so much. This is the episode for today. I'm your host, Melissa Kretschler, and I will see all of you on the next episode. Bye.